everyone, I'm Ari Meglin, here with Rachel Poley, and we're your hosts for the Merry Writer Podcast. We are on episode 65, and this week's question is, how do you deal with criticism? Before we begin, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening so you never miss a show, and if you enjoy our episode, please do give it a like. Okay, criticism, it's one of those big areas in writing that we all hate. I mean, seriously, tell me someone who actually loves criticism. And we have to learn how to deal with it. So the question, how do you deal with criticism? I would probably say badly, really, really badly in every possible way. And no matter how old I get, I still take criticism way too deeply and I get angry, really angry. So I think my, my, main, my main suggestion would be don't react publicly. Feel free to react privately. Feel free to huff and puff and snarl about it and and everything because you're going to have those moments, especially depending on the type of criticism you receive, what has been said. That's fine. But definitely do not react publicly, especially if someone has put a review out and there's comment options or if someone's put it on social media. It is the worst thing to do. I think because it's so easy to have that knee-jerk reaction when someone says something negative. And even criticism that has a helpful tone, it's still this kind of niggling jab at you. And, you know, we write and we put all this information down. We spent hours and hours and months and years, you know, pouring our heart out into these stories just for someone to come and say something negative. And of course it's going to hurt. So, yeah. Definitely don't react publicly. And if you're going to, give it time. Take a deep breath. Huff about it in private and wait before you react. But I think the best option is try not to react at all. Unless they are saying, this is what I think, you know, and they're responding to you. Like if you put here, this, this is something I've written, and then they respond, you may want to respond back to them. But if it's something like a review or you know, a review on Amazon or a review on their blog, if it doesn't need it, don't react. <laughs> It will go worse for you. I think the thing is, obviously, any sort of criticism is going to sting. And you're going to stew over it for a really long time. But I have to agree with you that you can't react publicly, but you can definitely vent to close friends and family who will listen. But if you if you react publicly to it, then you're just going to give yourself a bad name. If you're a writer, you need to have thick skin, which is very difficult to do. But you will develop thick skin over time. So when you're just beginning and somebody gives you some negative criticism, even if it's nicely, it's going to sting, but it will get better and you will start to learn how to handle that criticism. With that said, don't ignore the feedback. And I know that sounds backwards considering that we just said don't react publicly and stuff. But if your book gets a review, you know, it's not, authors don't typically respond to reviews. They just read it and they leave it alone. But you don't want to ignore what they say. Like if you notice that a bunch of readers are giving the same type of review to your book, like maybe you have a lot of grammatical errors or something that you just didn't catch when you published your your story, you know, look at that feedback and say, okay, there's clearly something here that everybody has in common that they do not like about my book. How can I make it better so that it's more enjoyable for new readers? And then you can go back to your story and you can figure it out. And then you can even edit your story. I know like if you self-publish on Amazon, you can go back to your story and edit it and then not re-release it, but your readers will get an update through their Kindle saying that you updated something. Or you can take that feedback and put it to use for your next novel. So, I mean, 
I know some people, they give criticism in a mean way, which I don't agree with. And it's just mean and rude. But most of the time people are, you know, giving you criticism to help you improve your writing. And you should definitely utilize that. Yeah, I totally agree. I think depending on the type of feedback, there is some really good points that can be found within that. And I think the problem is, especially the first piece of, of negative feedback you get or, or criticism, that I think that stings the worst because that's the first piece. And I'm not talking the first ever, I'm talking the first piece on any piece of writing you do. So it's not like you have your first piece of negative criticism and then you you start getting better. It's like every time you put something new out and you get a sting of someone saying something a bit negative, it's it's going to be crap so yeah (laughs) but yeah a lot of them will have something something in there that can be used so in which case I think we're bouncing off each other so like by not reacting publicly it means you take some time away from it and then come back with a calmer clearer head reread those comments and then take out the useful information like Rachel said the feedback in there that actually might make your work better might be something that you didn't catch I mean obviously not every piece of feedback within criticism is going to be useful but think about it if you have an editor and they leave marks everywhere on on your manuscripts and make changes some of those will be obvious like yes spelling errors but some of those will be suggestions that they believe will make it better but in the end as the author you can choose to override those so just because someone's giving you feedback you don't have to take all of it but definitely don't ignore it because there could be some real gems in there. And just going back to the thick skin thing that you said, Rachel, I totally agree. You totally, totally need thick skin. And I think the problem is I've seen younger writers make comments about how they don't feel that they, they have the capacity to cope with criticism and they feel quite sensitive and, and they don't have the thick skin. And it's like, Rachel is totally right. It develops. Very few writers come into this industry with thick skin and all this armor to deal with. It's like, no, creative people, very sensitive at times, very, wear your heart on your sleeve, a lot of these people. So yeah, it's, you, it's like anything, it's, it's practice. And unfortunately to practice, you need to get more criticism, which is just awful. It's a vicious cycle. It really is. Which I didn't notice until you just explained that. <laughs> this sucks, why are we doing this? So, so if people keep sending you criticism, just think it's helping my skin get thicker. That's it. Oh, it is a positive. And I do want to add that even, even when you do have pretty thick skin, there's always going to be that one person that will always get under your skin. Oh, yeah. So just be prepared for that. I think especially <laughs> if, they, if they say the wrong thing about something specific like I have written scenes and, and, and shown people and I've been really proud of a scene and someone and I don't mind some criticism as I said I get I do get very angry and very growly about it but never to the people I always take a breath figure it out and then usually come back going damn they were right <laughs> sometimes but I remember giving a scene to someone and the the criticism centered around the character who I thought was really good I liked the style of the character like, and they had this criticism that I 100% did not agree with and as a writer I am entitled to dismiss that criticism but oh my god did that sting that they dared to have a goal about this character. So, oh yeah, that's that was the worst. It's like I can, I can, you know, you can, you can accept criticism, you can ignore criticism, but there'll be that one little bit where they ever got something that's like a bit too close to your heart, and ooh, 
not not fun at all. So I'm going to use that to bounce off of my next point, which is analyze who is giving you this criticism and what the criticism is. I mean, I have read so many book reviews where it's just been, I didn't like this book. It was tripe, too much romance. And it's like, yeah, maybe it was a, an action novel. Maybe it was a sci-fi, but it had a romance thread. Obviously, that person was not interested in romance at all. So there was always going to be a criticism of theirs. Again, you need to think about who is giving you the criticism and why are they, you know, what part are they criticizing and why? And that's what you have to look for. You don't want to look at anything where someone's just said, it's crap, it's rubbish, don't like it. If they're not going to be willing to give up information to you about why they don't like it, and then you can use that information to figure out what you're doing with it. It's like if they give you something like, I didn't feel the characters were believable. I thought the dialogue was very stilted. That's good criticism ish could be a bit more detail if they're just saying i didn't like this character and they're not willing to tell you why you can't do anything with that so you need to just let it go so yeah don't just treat every piece of criticism the same figure out who is giving it to you if it's another author if it's an author you respect an author who's writing that you admire someone who is very talented in say like dialogue and they point out some issues you have with your dialogue that is a good piece to look at if it's somebody who writes YA and you're writing adult horror and they're pointing things out, don't get me wrong, they may still have really valid points and that should be treated correctly. But at the same time, it can have a difference than if maybe you spoke to an, a horror writer who has been in the genre for a while, things like that. So yeah, just, just take a little bit of time to think about who is reviewing, how it's being reviewed and see if that can help maybe alleviate some of the the stress of what they're saying. You bring up a really good point about analyzing where the criticism is coming from, because I know I say this all the time, but it's true. No two readers read the same book. And what one person likes about a character or a certain setting, another person isn't going to like. And I do have to say, it, it's really annoying when people, obviously everybody is different and they can do whatever they want, but I don't like it when people just leave ratings on books and they don't leave a review. Like if you leave a five-star review, it's like, oh, okay, great. That person really liked it. But if someone leaves a one-star rating and they don't review it, it's like, it leaves you wondering. You're like, well, why? What what happened? Did, did you finish the book? Like, was it, was it that bad that you weren't able to really finish it? And that's why it's a one-star. And if you didn't finish it or you did finish it, why is it one star? Like, was the character, was the main character too annoying for you? Was there a lot of errors in the book? Like, it makes you wonder. But on the flip side, that's one of those reviews or ratings that you need to just let go. Because if they're not going to explain why, then it doesn't really matter. And there are some people who, that I think, Ari, you mentioned this, where, you know, if somebody leaves a review and they're like, oh, there's, there's too much romance in this book. Well, if your book is under the romance, category then obviously there's going to be some romance in it and that person just doesn't know how to read so they picked up the book and granted everybody tries to branch out in new genres and categories which is great and if romance isn't for them that's totally fine in which case you need to take that into consideration and say okay this isn't exactly the right target audience that's why they didn't care for the book so with that said, my final point is that whenever you get any sort of criticism, don't take it to heart. These people, they're not trying to make a jab at you as a person. They're not trying to 
They're not trying to say mean things about your book just for the sake of hurting your feelings or hurting your, your book's feelings, your poor characters. They're just giving their general opinion and every reader is different and people like different things and you're going to be somebody's favorite author someday, but then other people are going to be like, oh, that author. No, I, I don't like their writing. And that's okay. You can't please everybody. I did like that point about you're going to be someone's favorite author. I think that's such a lovely thing to remember because everybody, you know, every writer is somebody's favorite author, you know, and I, I do like that. And I think that's something that all writers should consider. You're not writing for everybody. You're literally writing for those super fans who are going to find you. And it doesn't matter how many there are, that's who you are going to be writing for. You're going to be bringing such joy and happiness to some people just because you're putting stories out there and they're going to be falling in love with your characters and they're going to be cheering them on and they're going to be weeping tears with them when, when tragedy strikes. That's so important. And I'm going to sneak in an extra point. It's my episode. Decide I'm going to do it. Go for it. <laughs> We're talking about criticism. And I know we've talked about reviews and people saying things. The best way to deal with criticism you need to find people who you respect and who you admire and who you want to hear from. But when you're doing your beta reading, when you're doing your critique partnering, you want to, you don't want to just pick anybody. You know, when you get to the, the beta reading and the critique section of your manuscript, don't just accept everyone. Think about who you want reading your work, the sort of people who will give you good feedback. And I'm not talking good as in positive. I'm creating good feedback that can help you improve your work. And then you want to either ask them or you want to put up a form and, you know, to get people in and find people who will fit with you. And even if that means you take on several beta readers and halfway through you realize that some of them just aren't working for you, that's okay. You can let them go. No hard feelings on either side. You need to find people who will critique your work in a positive way. And again, I'm not talking they're going to give you lots of positivity. I'm talking they're not going to make you feel like crap every time you read their comments. People can be firm and, and very like, this isn't working and here's the several reasons why. And they can still do it in such a way that doesn't leave you crying out in the corner all day. So that's the sort of people you want. You want to deal with criticism. You want to get that thicker skin. Find people who aren't going to crush you to help you build up your story and as time goes by you'll you know it should get easier and you might be able to add more people into the beta pool and yeah I don't know it's also a good way to connect with readers and writers and yeah yeah I have nowhere else to go with this I'm just gonna drift off on the point <laughs> I honestly think that was a good way to just like trickle it out we need some sort of trickling side effect sound effects for it <laughs> done <laughs> Okay, so with that being said, I think we'll wrap it up. Quick recap. Do not react publicly and aggressively about any criticism you get on social media, on blogs, on reviews. Don't, 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 don't. It will only backfire on you. You will look like the asshole. Don't ignore feedback. Whatever the criticism is, if there's something in there, it could be a little nugget of gold that will, will really, really help your story flourish. So, you know, mine for that gold. Analyze who is giving you feedback and what that feedback is. Is it something that you actually need to take on board or is it criticism because it's the wrong person reading your work or something like that? It is important to know who is giving the critiques and why they're doing it. Don't take it to heart. I know I was saying we, have our, we wear our heart on our sleeves a lot, of, a lot of creatives and it can be very, very hard not to feel personally attacked when someone says, 
anything negative about that book you've been working on for years because it will but they are not having a go at you and if they are then just completely ignore them because we don't need people like that in your life they're just talking about your work and most of the time it really is to help you in some way seriously and finally think about who you want to be a critique partner or a beta reader these are places where you will get critique given constructive criticism you know, constructive critique will be coming mainly from your beta readers and your critique partners. So don't just cast a huge net and pull everybody in. Think about who you want reading your early work, who is going to catch things, who are going to look at your structures and your plot holes and everything. Try, especially at the beginning, to find people who really, really enjoy reading or enjoy writing the same genre, even possible the same subgenre, because that will give you a strong foothold. If you want to extend that later and go to other people who maybe just read the main genre, that's great, but try and find people who have a vested interest in your style of genre and subgenre. I really think it would help. Okay, with that, we really hope you enjoyed this episode. Do let us know how you deal with criticism. Put it in the comments or on Twitter using the hashtag the Podcast. If you want to get some extra content, head over to our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash the Podcast. You can support our show for as little as $1 a month and that can get you extra bonus content, including mini episodes. Tune in next week for another episode of the Merry Writer Podcast where we ask all the right questions. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by Scribble Notes. Our handwriting is awful. The music titled Inspired is by Kevin McLeod, licensed under Creative Commons 4.0.